0: This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Richards Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. New name, same place. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on everybody and welcome to this very special edition of the Main Event Talk Podcast taking place right here, right now. I am the Main Event Player, the Super City, God Among Gods, King Among Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, walking God's green earth. And just in case you guys are interested and wondering as to what that was that you just heard just a few moments ago, it's, it's done by a band called Cinder and it's a song called Soul Creation. Now, I know some of you have probably heard this song, but just in case you haven't heard, This one is uh, a song that was created back in 2002, but it's actually a re-recording in 2010, and it's off of a single entitled You, right? And it has... Uh, it has several songs in here as I'm looking at the title right here. Uh, one song here says Gangsta Stereo, another called Down, Wide Awake, You Tomorrow, and then of course a song we just heard a few moments ago. (coughs) This band's been around for quite a while, as a matter of fact, um... I think they came out since 2002, but I don't think they've ever released any album that I remember or I recall or anything else like that. But however, it seems this year, I believe they reissued the first album. Uh, let me see if I'm looking at this correctly here. Uh, the If you look at this closely, because they've actually released this album. Um, the album's entitled, it's Cinder, the band Cinder. The album is entitled Break Your Silence. Now, it says 2020, but if if memory serves me correctly, I think this is supposed to be the original album. And it has the original song of Soul Creation, along with Crutch, Lush, Tomorrow, Ugly, Break Your Silence, She Said, uh, Consulia, Whistling Pete, uh please god and the last song here is daddy <clears throat> so just in case if you guys are interested in looking for cinder all you got to do is go over to spotify and look for cinder and you'll be able to find those albums and more and also to recommend a couple of other things if you go to spotify not only you should I recommend the main event talk podcast which you must listen to you, I also would like to recommend bands like Metallica, bands like Slayer, Anthrax, and everything else like that in that particular nature if you're a huge metal fan. Also, you can find uh, Bone thugs and harmony That's one of my favorites. Uh, Eze e uh, Mo Thugs, and everything else like that. Oh, and you can also look for bands like, oh, I don't know the Periwinkle master you can find them on spotify as well el nino you can find them on spotify as well and even my good friend shattered sun are even on spotify as well and don't forget the main of talk okay don't forget the main of talk i'm on spotify you can find me there and everything else like that <clears throat> Well, obviously, we got a lot of things we need to talk about on this episode of the Minivet Talk podcast. we got to talk about Fighter Fest, and we've got to talk about the Great American Bash, which took, which took place this past weekend, uh, this past week. Now, before we go ahead and get into that whole situation, I want to talk to you about what's going to be taking place next week. And also, I want to give you an update on this whole thing involving the Undertaker's uh, Thank You Taker episodes. Now, I know everyone's been uh, been listening to most of the episodes. As a matter of fact, a lot of people have been wondering, (laughs) when will we get the next parts to the Thank You Taker episode? So, kind of give you a preview as to what's going on. I'm going to introduce... Part 7, Part 8, well, actually, let's see, Part 7, Part 8, Part 9, and Part 10. Those are going to be the final parts to conclude the entire Thank You Taker relay, including, <clears throat> obviously, we've got to talk about the final chapter involving Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker at Hell in a Cell. Uh, talk about a couple of other matches, including uh, The Undertaker's matchup with Shane McMahon, also another match that he had involved in the Wyatt family the 25th anniversary of the survivor series debut of the undertaker and so much more and plus and just to kind of give this away part 10 is going to be not only the last part to the thank you taker episodes but it's also going to talk about the last right episodes including talked about the match between the Phenomenal AJ Styles and The Undertaker in their Boneyard match that took place at WrestleMania 36. I'm going to be talking about that as well, so keep your eye on that. Those episodes are going to be coming out and more. And speaking of episodes, next week will be the one-year anniversary of the Main Event Talk podcast when it debuted on Anchor, on Spotify, and wherever it is you find your favorite podcast. On this episode, it's going to be a three-part episode. The first one will involve AEW's Fight for the Fallen, which will take place on July 15th. Part 1 is going to take place on the 16th of July, so that means I'm going to be doing a review on that match, <clears throat> on that event, and everything else like that. Part 2 will consist of Impact Wrestling Slammiversary, which will take place live Saturday, July 18th on pay-per-view that's going to take place and also part 3 is going to consist of WWE Extreme Rules <clears throat> that's going to take place uh, not only on pay-per-view but can you also see it on the WWE Network as well uh, I would love to talk about those matches and everything but I really don't want to just yet I'm going to save that for next week, I'm gonna save that for next week because you guys are gonna be interested as to what I think of this whole ridiculous horror show, extreme rules at WWE Network. Oh God, this is. Uh, I wonder if this was as if this is gonna be as worse as what I saw at. AEW's fighter Fest and the Great American Bash, you'll just have to find out, and everything else like that. Now, before the main event goes ahead and get into what we need to talk about, I got a new segment that I was going to work on, well, as a matter of fact, I've been working on this for quite a while, and as we look into this, we're going to do a segment that is entitled, On This Day, and on this day, we're going to be covering a lot of some of the On This Day um, shows. Some that happened a couple of days ago. So let's do an on this day deal here if we can. uh Here we go. Okay. This happened just a couple of days ago. July 7th, 1990. The Great American Bash. On this day... Sting defeated the Nature Boy Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. This would be the first time that Sting would win his first world title, and he defeated the legend in Ric Flair at the Great American Bash over in Baltimore. That took place around July 7th of 1990. Great event at that time. Also on that same day, on July 7th of 1996, at Bash at the Beach, it would be the outsiders at that time, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, and a third mystery man to be announced to take on WCW's Lex Luger, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Sting. And on this day, it was one of the most... I wouldn't say the darkest day of professional wrestling, but it was definitely one of the craziest nights in the history of WCW and the history of professional wrestling. Everyone wanted to know who the third man was and everything. And when he made his appearance, he shocked not only WCW, but he shocked the entire wrestling world. And I'm talking about Hulk Hogan, when not only did he give up on the red and black, and not only did he kill Hulkamania, he also gave birth to the NWO, the New World Order, and then the rest, as they say, is history. Also, going further down, on July, on July 9th of 2000, it would be considered one of the most controversial and one of the most historic nights in the history of professional wrestling. At that time, Hulk Hogan went one-on-one against Jeff Jarrett for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship lot of disagreements and a, a lot of talks about how this matchup should have been finished had came to pass Jeff Jarrett had laid down for Hulk Hogan Vince Russo had took the championship belt and basically threw it at Hulk Hogan and said you want it you can have it Hulk Hogan went ahead took took the microphone and pretty much told Russo is this your idea Russo that's why this company is in a damn shape as in because of bullshit like this so Hulk Hogan with disgust went ahead, placed his foot right on top of Jeff Jarrett's chest One, two, three. shortest match ever at Bash at the Beach Jeff Jarrett would walk away and Hulk Hogan even though he would walk away with the WCW World Heavyweight Championship Hulk Hogan would be disgusted, this would not only be his last appearance at Bash at the Beach but it would also be his last appearance in WCW and he would never return to the company ever again and then after that Vince Russo went ahead and cut one of his let's just say realistic or unrealistic promo that he put together and I don't want to get into detail about that whole situation but let's just say it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard but what, what Vince Russo didn't do that was ridiculous was this. He decided that nobody was going to get ripped off in this event. So Vince Russo had decided that he was going to put Jeff Jarrett and Booker T in a match for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Booker T on that same night at Bash at the Beach went ahead and went one-on-one against Positivity Canyon and beat him on that night. And Booker T had no idea that he was going to be wrestling a second night. But on this night, he would go after the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And not only did he have his match, he achieved his gold and defeat Jeff Jarrett at Bash at the Beach and won his first WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And Booker T was the first man to win his... Well, I, I'm not sure. I would say he's the second black man to win the championship the first being ron simmons i know he won his uh championship back in 1992 at that particular point in time but booker t would win the wcw world heavyweight championship and this would be the first of six world titles in his reign as you guys know wcw would go out of business booker t would leave w well Not exactly leave WCW, more like transferred from WCW to the WWE, and Booker T would have an outstanding Hall of Fame career ever since then. So that is your on this day segment right here on the Main Event Talk Podcast. Now there's no really there's no real big way to talk about this whole thing with the AEW's Fighter Fest. And the AED, uh, and the Great American Bash episodes. Uh, so, well, not episodes. But <clears throat> I've been trying to think exactly how all this is going to come out. Okay? How all this is going to work out. So, here's what I'm going to do. There's two matches that are going to leave behind. Everything else I'm just going to reveal right here, right now to all of you. So, let's see if we can go ahead and get to... <coughs> okay. Here we go. Let's talk about. Uh, let's get some of the fighter fest matches out of the way. The AEW fighter fest results that took place there. Okay, here we go. Right there. We already covered day one, so day two. Uh, day two on the first matchup consists of Kenny Omega and Adam Page defeated the Street Profits. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, a <laughs> Private Party. Uh, Defeated Private Party for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. So that means that Kenny Omega and Adam Page are still the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Shocker. Okay, the next matchup. Lance Archer and um, Lance Archer went one-on-one against Joey Janela or Jelly Janela, however that goes, so to speak. Matchup lasted for about at least about a good 11 minutes, if not, it felt like it was more than 11 minutes, but nonetheless, Lance Archer defeated Joey Janela. Not a big surprise. <laughs> All right, another one is an eight-man tag team matchup. The Butcher and the Baker and the Candlestick Maker and the Lucha Brothers. uh, I'm sorry, the Butcher and the Blade. (laughs) And the Lucha Brothers would take on the team, the unlikely team of FTR and the Young Bucks. Okay, and the winner of that matchup was the Butcher and the Baker and the Candlestick Maker and the Lucha Brothers. Okay, they won the eight-man tag team matchup at Fighter Fest. Also, Nyla Rose would defeat Paige and uh, Kylan King in a handicap match. Not a big surprise there. Also, a six-man tag team matchup will consist of The Dark Order's Brody Lee and Stu Grayson with Cole Cabana to go up against a team of SCU, of Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. And the winner of that matchup was Cole Cabana and the Dark Order, Brody Lee and Stu Grayson. Okay. Now, the last matchup we know is Chris Jericho going up against Orange Cassidy, which we will talk about in just a moment. Let's skip this and get to the Great American Bash, if you don't mind, since I've already revealed some of those let's reveal this if you don't mind okay here we go okay this is taking a lot okay here we go right there just going to the wikipedia page just so i can reveal who won and who lost at this event and everything else like that here we go okay 2020, we've already, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, 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 that's, two th- there was a Great American Bash, th- oh, never mind, I, I, I don't want to know, I don't want to know, Uh, 2020, okay, that was day one, here's day two, it was Bronson Reed who defeated, Tony Nese in the singles matchup. Great matchup right here. Also, Candice LeRae and Mia Yim in a street fight. Your winner is Candice LeRae. Very big surprise on that one. I thought Mia Yim would actually win in this matchup. Johnny Gargano will go one-on-one against Isaiah Swerve Scott. And in this matchup, Johnny Gargano defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott in the singles matchup. And also a six-man tag team matchup right here. It would consist of Lagado de la Fantasma against Drake Maverick and Brizango. And this matchup, the winners were Lagado de la Fantasma. They defeated Drake Maverick and Brizongo of Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Why is that not a surprise? Mercedes Martinez versus Santana Garguera. um Garrett, I'm sorry uh, your winner was Mercedes Martinez now, now let's save this matchup right here for Keith Lee the North American champion versus Adam Cole, the NXT champion champion versus champion winner takes all we will talk about that in just a moment now Let's talk about the AEW side of the Fighter Fest. Let's talk about Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. Now, they have been building this match for quite a while, right? They have been building this match. It was going to be an intense fight. It was going to be the greatest match I've ever seen. We're going to see Orange Cassidy come out, beat the living shit out of Chris Jericho. We're going to see Chris Jericho beat the living shit out of Orange Cassidy. We're going to see one of the greatest matches in the history of AEW. This matchup is going to blow the roof. It's going to draw ratings. It's going to make people believe that this brand is the fucking shit. And instead, it ended up looking like shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Chris Jericho against Orange Cassidy Are you out of your fucking mind Look Any match with Chris Jericho is fine But a match with Orange Cassidy You might as well go ahead and add the Brooklyn Brawler To this whole fucking thing Are you kidding me My god this matchup was ridiculous I mean I don't understand Why I don't get why Okay, I really don't understand this But They went ahead and did it anyway They went ahead and put this match together, and they decided, screw it, we're going to have our top guy, La Champion, Chris Jericho, go up against Orange Cassidy at this Fighter Fest match, and we're going to draw ratings, we're going to get a bunch of people to like this match, we're going to get a bunch of people to care about this match, Um, I care about AEW, I really don't care about this match, I don't, because it really wasn't a match, what do you think about it? Very very closely. It wasn't even a match. I mean, okay, let me correct it. It was a match. It was okay. It. I don't understand the concept of why this match even took place and everything else like that. It it, it just like. It, it's like what did. What did this prove? Okay, what did this really prove? Other than the fact that this. Let me see if I can. I'm trying to look into this whole thing. Uh, okay, here we are. The, the match... Oh, oh, it was that long. 18 minutes. It was that fucking long? It couldn't have been a little bit lesser than that. Maybe... Oh, I don't know. Maybe 15 minutes. Maybe 20 minutes. Oh, how about this? How about this? Let me see. You got Chris Jericho. You got Orange Cassidy. You got these two in a match. Uh, Orange Cassidy, considered the laziest wrestler in the history of professional wrestling don't know how to wrestle for shit can be entertaining in some ways okay Puts his hands in his pocket he might as well put his hand in his mouth and his hand in his ass because it's not gonna fucking work okay does it okay now i know some people are gonna tell me that oh well if you give orange cassidy a chance dude he will really go he will really go let me tell you something Seen the seeing the energizer bunny place batteries in the back and seen him go is what's going on, okay? He can go. He can go a whole lot more than Orange Cassidy, all right? But it was... I don't... I mean, I can't... What... I mean, where did... How did... You can tell this is not gonna fucking work, okay? It's not. I just don't get... (laughs) The only saving grace of this whole entire match... The only saving grace is the fact that Chris Jericho won the match. I feel he shouldn't have even had this match, okay? It shouldn't have even happened at all, but it happened anyway. You had Chris Jericho go one-on-one against Orange Cassidy, and the matchup ended up with Chris Jericho winning, which was not a fucking surprise, okay? You know what would have been a surprise? is if Orange Cassidy did beat Chris Jericho, and the ratings would have dropped or gone up. Either way, I don't know. The way this shit goes, it's fucking ridiculous. But nonetheless, that was one match. That was one side, okay? Chris Jericho won his match against Orange Cassidy. And now that's out the fucking window, okay? It's gone. It's done. However, we're going to see what happens at Fight for the Fallen next week on AEW Dynamite. So we'll see how far that goes, if you will, Okay. Okay. Now let's move on to the match that uh, everyone's been talking about. Now, uh, okay, here we go. All right, uh, this matchup right here between uh, Keith Lee and Adam Cole lasted about almost 20 minutes, 19 minutes and 15 sec, 55 seconds. Great match, first of all. Great match. Um, Loved it from head to toe. I like how this was. It was a competitive match. Um, You know, I was really... You know, and even though... And let's let's also get this out of the way. And I hate to ruin this for everybody, but I'm going to do it anyway, because most of you guys may have heard the story. But just in case you don't, last week, this matchup was spoiled. It was spoiled by uh some people over in NXT who had put this on their Instagram and then took it off almost a minute or seconds before anybody knew who exactly won the match between Adam Cole and Keith Lee and let's not suspense with let's not suspense with the formalities okay Keith Lee won the match and he went ahead and took both the NXT and the North American Championship you know, that took place. And, you know, it was one of those things where I had this feeling that somehow, for some odd reason, I think they were going to change the match. I think they were going to change the finish of it because of someone else's incompetence and somebody else's trying to spoil this for everyone. And I'd be like, OK, well, if they do that, I mean, they're pretty much going to ruin any chance they have against AEW, I mean, they really, they really shouldn't do it. My thought was, okay, go ahead and have the match, let it be what it is, and just you know, <coughs> let it be what it is. I mean, because this is kind of like, this um, is kind of like that whole thing that happened. Um, uh, I think it was the Monday Night Wars. Remember a while back when um, I think it was January Fourth when WCW had a match it was Kevin Nash versus Goldberg in WCW side and then WWF had Mick Foley versus The Rock for the WWF championship and of course everybody knew you know Eric Bischoff had spoiled the match where he told everybody that we understand that Mick Foley that Wrestle here as Captain is going to win their world title and said, "Hell, that's going to put some butts in the seats. And sure enough, I mean, we, we all saw the results and everybody loved the results of that matchup, even though some people knew already, they still watched it. They still, you know, still saw how it went and everything went good. And then over in the WCW side, it was supposed to be Kevin Nash versus Goldberg. And then, of course, Hollywood took over and everything else like that. And then came the birth of the finger poke of doom. And then all of a sudden Kevin Nash goes down. Hogan wins. Takes the title. Really? <laughs> I'm kind of looking at this like... AEW's version. This The match between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Is pretty much like a modified version of the finger poke of doom with, you know, Scott Hall, I'm sorry, uh, Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan. Keith Lee and Adam Cole is NXT's version of The Rock versus Mick Foley for the WWE Championship. Kind of like that, you know, because even though people knew what was going to happen, they still watched it anyway with Mick Foley and The Rock. And even though people knew about the whole thing with Keith Lee and Adam Cole, they still watched the match anyway. Either way, they still watched it. So they really didn't ruin it, and they really didn't even want to change it at all. They just want to keep it the way it is. Uh, Right call on the WWE's part, because who knows what they would have done if they would have changed it. Who knows what they would have done if they would have changed it. But nonetheless, on one side, You had AEW's main event in Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. And NXT's main event was Adam Cole versus Keith Lee in a winner-take-all match for the North American Championship and the NXT Championship. So which main event would you consider to be better? Obviously, I'm going to go with Keith Lee versus Adam Cole because it was a match between two young stars. It was a match for two prestigious championships. And it was a match that took at least a good 20 minutes and it actually meant something. Well, on the other side, you got Chris Jericho going up against Orange Cassidy, a match between an, a man that is considered one of the greatest superstars of all time and also against a man who's considered one of the laziest professional wrestlers of all time and it just makes me wonder why AEW why why do you have this nonsense why do you put this shit together why does it why does anybody even care if they watch this match and I know some people are probably telling me right now well, well for why do you even care why don't you just stop watching AEW here's the thing I will stop watching professional wrestling when it doesn't exist and And right now, professional wrestling still does exist, no matter how stupid it looks. I'm watching NXT because it's a better brand. AEW is okay if it would know what a better brand looks like. You know? It's just so ridiculous of watching how all this is unfolding before my eyes. I mean, it really is. There's no point. But nonetheless, next week, we're going to see how all this goes out. Because as we know, next week... Fighter uh fight for the fallen is going to take place. <coughs> and we're gonna see, let me see if we can find that here on on here. Alright, AEW's fight for the fallen. Okay. It's gonna happen on July huh? Okay, it says fight for no, that was no, it says the 13th. I was like, wait a minute. We're, we're looking for 2020, 2020 fight for the fallen. Here we go. We found it. Okay. Let me see if we can find the matches that are going to take place on this event. The first matchup right here, we know that this is going to take place for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. John Moxley goes one-on-one against Brian Cage with Taz in his quarter. And as most of you guys know, Brian Cage is now the new FTW World Heavyweight Champion. And he got that championship by the fact that it was handed to him at the hands of Taz, which it kind of doesn't make sense and I'm still trying to figure out why he is known as the FTW World Champion even though he you know <laughs> let's move on to the next matchup please and this one this one it, a lot of people are shaking their heads on this one for the TNT Championship Cody going one on one against Sunny Kiss now I know automatically some people are going to say, well, Furman, you really don't have to make fun of this match. Sonny Kiss is a great athlete. Sonny Kiss is great. Sonny Kiss can fight. Sonny Kiss can do this. Okay. I think I mentioned this about a year ago. Sonny Kiss is a great athlete. Sonny Kiss is a great athlete. I'm not going to lie. I I think Sonny Kiss has potential. And I think Cody Rhodes sees the same out of this whole situation. However, it is going to be funny if Cody loses to Sonny Kiss and loses the, the TNT Championship to Sonny Kiss. Now, my feeling on this is any anybody, anybody is better than Sonny Kiss as far as I'm concerned. And you have to understand something. I don't got a problem with Sonny Kiss as an athlete. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with Sunny Kiss as what this person is. Okay. I'm really not digging it. I, I'm not. I'm. I don't. All, all I know is that's going to be your match at Fight for the Fallen. Cody versus Sunny Kiss for the AEW TNT Championship. That's going to take place. Now. This one right here should be a great tag match over at Fight for the Fallen. FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood to take on the team of the Lucha Brothers in Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. I can't wait for this match. It's going to be great. Now, it's going to be a six-man tag team matchup. It's going to consist of members of the Elite. The Elite of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks to take on the Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. Let me repeat this one more time because I'm looking at this and I'm like, Are you out of your fucking mind? The Elite of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks. As they're taking on the Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. Okay. Let's look at all this, shall we, if you don't mind. On the top side of the AEW Championship, I'm going to dig that match. The AEW TNT Championship. I'm gonna dig this match as well, despite the opponents. The tag match is gonna be a great tag match, especially when you got FTR and Lucha Brothers. The six man tag team matchup is gonna make me want to throw my refrigerator out the fucking door and wonder why do we got why do we got how do how do I put this delicately? Why do we got a talented wrestler and a bunch of fucking goof-offs? Okay? The talented individual being Jungle Boy and the rest of Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. Why? Why are we having the... Okay. All I I can say is that's what's going to happen at Fight for the Fallen next week on the 15th of July... On AEW dynamite. That's gonna take place and everything, okay? Whew. Oh god. The things I see in here on AEW. <laughs> oh, this should be tremendous. Now I don't know what's gonna happen at um uh, you know what I think if let's see if we can find out what, what's gonna happen on NXT, NXT on, let's see if I could put this, July 15th, 2020, okay, have there been any matches announced for that event? Uh, doesn't seem like it. I think I've already announced that NXT. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. NXT next week is gonna have Tag Knox challenge Io Shirai for the women's championship. That's gonna take place at um, NXT next week. Okay, and any other match? Oh, here's a- here's a matchup I can't wait for. Damian Priest going one-on-one against Cameron Grimes. That's going to take place over at NXT next week. And I think that's it. That's really only two matches. And and AEW's got four of them. (laughs) Oh, God. There's really nothing to talk about here. (laughs) Oh, God. So, that's going to take place next week next week fight for the fallen against nxt with some of their matches are going to take place as well okay all right so there's really nothing else we can talk about in this particular point in time but there is a couple of things that we are going to talk about here so obviously we're going to talk about next week's show that's going to take place at um uh we talked about fighter uh Fight for the Fallen, that's going to take place on Part 1 of the Anniversary Show. Now, let's talk about what's going to happen on Part 2. As a matter of fact, um, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, let's see if we could find Slammiversary. Now, Part 2 of the Anniversary Show that's going to take place on the Main Event Top Podcast, Slammiversary is going to take place live Saturday, July 18th, on, it's an Impact Wrestling production now let's look at some of the matches that are going to take place it's going to be a fatal four way match for the Impact Wrestling World Championship it's going to be Ace Austin to take on Eddie Edwards and Trey versus a mystery opponent, now this mystery opponent could be any one of the former Impact Wrestling World Champions, it could be EC3 it could be Eric Young it could be Bully Ray. It could be anybody. So we're we're gonna see what's gonna happen at Slammiversary. Originally, this matchup was supposed to be a Fatal Five Way match for the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Now, it was supposed to have consisted of these same three individuals, and the other two that were supposed to be a part of it was Michael Elgin, Unbreakable Michael Elgin, and, at that time, the Impact Wrestling World Champion in Tessa Blanchard. But as you know, Tessa Blanchard is no longer with the company. She's done. She got fired at the hands of Impact Wrestling. And now... It's now been turned into a fatal four-way match for the now vacated Impact Wrestling World Championship. We know that Michael Elgin has been under this whole speaking out movement, so we know about that whole little scenario. And Tessa Blanchard could possibly appear at uh, WWE somewhere in the near future. Hopefully that's going to take place. Now for the next matchup, the Impact Wrestling's Knockouts Championship. It's going to be Jordan Grace going up against former NXT great and talented Deanna Perrazzo for the Knockouts Championship. That's going to take place at Slammiversary. Impact's uh, X Division Championship will be decided as Willie Mack goes one-on-one against Chris Bay. Uh, let's see also a gauntlet for the gold match to determine the number one contender for the impact knockouts championship it's gonna be Alicia Edwards versus havoc versus Kyria Hogan versus Kimberly versus Kylie Ray a modified version of Bailey by the way versus Nav if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and former knockouts champion Madison Ray versus Rosemary versus Susie versus Tasha Steeles versus Talia, Taya Valkyrie. That That's to, to, to determine who will be the number one contender for the knockouts championship. Also, the tag team championship will be decided the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championship as the North of Ethan Page and Josh Alexander to take on the unlikely team of former UFC great Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Okay, it shows you how, how interested I am not. Old school rules match for the unsanctioned TNA World Heavyweight Champion the champion I'm putting quotations rocks around it the champion Moose to take on former ECW great and Tommy Dreamer that is your Slammiversary matchup that's going to take place that's going to be part 2 of my main event talk anniversary show that's going to take place next week oh man this is this is some great shit isn't it (laughs) now let's get to the part three one which is also going to take place on next week's show wwe extreme rules 2020 okay Let's look at some of the matches that are going to take place on that event. It's going to be, it's entitled The Horror Show at Extreme Rules. Okay, let's see some of the matches that are going to take place there. It's going to be consisting of the WWE Championship uh, match to be announced yet. Drew McIntyre going one-on-one against Dolph Ziggler. Also, in a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, it's going to be Asuka defending her championship against Sasha Banks. Why? I don't get it. In a singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley versus Nikki Cross. Also, in a Wyatt Swamp match, a Wyatt Swamp fight, it's going to be the Universal Champion, Braun Strowman going one-on-one against Bray Wyatt. And this will be, uh, it will not be for the Universal Championship. let to let everybody know. Uh, I'm going to hold this matchup right here in just a moment because I see it appearing before my eyes. It's a singles matchup for the United States Championship. Apollo Crews a champion to defend the championship against MVP who is in possession of the brand new... United States Championship, which we know about the design and everything else like that. Now, this match right here, Rey Mysterio going one-on-one against Seth Rollins in an an eye-for-an-eye match. I'm not kidding. This is this is an actual match. It's going to take place. I don't know why it's going to take place. Well, actually, I know why it's going to take place, but I don't know why it's going to take place. And it, it, it's Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye for an eye match. This sounds really ridiculous. In so many fucking ways, okay? I for an I, okay? I for an I. So let me get this straight. We know for the past couple of weeks that Seth Rollins has been in this crazy metamorphosis of him being the Monday night messiah. I can feel it, okay? It's good. I dig it. Rey Mysterio. Who had his eye taken away from him? And I don't mean his you know he's actually taken away his eye or anyway, pop I mean he actually had his eye on the steel steps, and that's what led to this whole thing with the eye for an eye match. And I'm just sitting here like reading this, I'm just like Eye for an eye? So let me get this straight. Rey Mysterio is gonna actually take an eye out of his fucking socket and take it with him as a fucking trophy that's my sacrifice eye for an eye I have this urge to hear the song Eye for an Eye by Soulfly but that's just me talking oh god okay so that that's what's gonna take place at Extreme Rules and that's gonna <laughs> that's actually gonna happen I'm very curious about how this is gonna happen I'm very very curious so to reiterate next week on the main event talk podcast we will do a three-part episode the first part will talk about fighter fest part two will consist of the slam reversary event and part three will consist of extreme rules all three parts are going to happen um first part is going to happen on the 16th of july we're going to talk about that and then on the 17th we'll talk about you know, Slammiversary. And then on the 18th, we'll talk about Extreme Rules. All three events are going to be taking place next week, which is going to be great. Uh, Fighter Fest is going to take place on uh, the 15th of July. That's going to take place on AEW Dynamite. Uh, Slammiversary is going to take place on the 18th of July, Saturday. And on July 19th, that's going to be Extreme Rules, the horror show. That's going to take place live as it happens on pay per view. Or on the WWE network, however you see fit. So that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I know it's a bit short and I know it's a bit late, but my God, this is ridiculous. I mean, you know, there used to be a time, a long time ago, when wrestling actually meant something, you know, but with this whole pandemic that's been happening, you know, people are going to be wanting to watch all these cinematic matches. We know that the Swamp match is going to be a cinematic match. Obviously the match with Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins is going to end up being a cinematic match. What? We're going to see an eye popping out of someone's socket and it's going to be on a glass jar somewhere and someone's going to be wearing a mask with one eye covered and the rest and everything else. Is that what's going to fucking happen? Is that what's really going to fucking happen? Dear fucking God, are you serious? This is You know I'm going to be watching it. I've got to be watching it. Well, you shouldn't be complaining for me because it's wrestling. Look, I can complain whatever the fuck I want. There's a reason why I put these main event talks together. So that way, when I see the ridiculousness, the stupidity, and the absolute nausea of watching this matchup, I go ahead and put these main event talks together and tell everybody this match is good. This match is good. This match absolutely sucks. This match absolutely blows. This match absolutely wants to make my dick hard and shoot it up all the way to its fucking ass my fucking god but nonetheless guys (laughs) this has not been really much of an interesting show but don't worry i'll be able to make up for it next week because once again just to repeat myself next week on the anniversary show we're going to do a three-part episode the first one will consist of fight for the fallen The second one will consist of Slammiversary. And the third one will be WWE Extreme Rules. That's all going to take place next week on the Main Event Talk episode. And also, uh, to get into more detail about the whole, and I think I talked about this earlier, about the Undertaker's you know, thank-you-taker episodes on my Main Event Talk, we got four episodes left. We did Part 6, and now Part 7, Part 8, Part 9, and Part 10 are coming. Part 7 is going to consist of... The final match, the final chapter involving The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, that's going to take place on Part 7. Part 8, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of his other matches, including matches with Shane McMahon and Bray Wyatt. And we're also going to talk about the 25th anniversary of The Undertaker's debut at Survivor Series, which did take place in 1990, and we're going to talk about the 25th anniversary and everything else like that. Part 9, we are going to talk a little bit more about Undertaker possibly ending his career, or is he coming back, and a little bit more about this whole situation that happened with Goldberg and The Undertaker. And the last part, Part 10, that's going to consist of... The Last Ride Documentaries, and is this really the last time we see The Undertaker in this ring? Well, we'll we'll all see, and we'll all hear, and we'll all find out in the next couple of days. Be ready for that and everything else like that. The Anniversary Show is going to take place next week, and it's going to start on July 16th, which is also, and just to bring everybody up to speed here... It's also Main Event Michelle Mondo Day, which means it's going to be my birthday on July 16th. That's why the anniversary show is going to take place. So the Main Event is looking forward to checking that out and so much more. So if you want to wish the Main Event a happy birthday when the opportunity rises, all you got to do is go over to facebook.com slash at Main Event Player. You can friend request me if you want you can also follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player you can also follow me on my main event talk facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event talk follow me on instagram as well at instagram.com slash at main event player and if you want to send a question or two to the main event all you got to do is go over to the main event player at yahoo.com send in whatever questions whatever suggestions you have for this show and everything else like that and so much more be ready for next week's anniversary show part 1, part 2, part 3 consists of Fight for the Fallen anniversary, and Extreme Rules next week, the main event cannot wait for that and so much more so guys, I'm going to go ahead and leave and everything else like that I got some things I got to do and everything else like that so thank you for listening to this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast and before I go Earlier, you had an opportunity to listen to Cinder with that song Soul Creation, the re-recorded version of 2010. Now you're going to hear that song one more time, but this time in its original format from 2002. Get a chance to listen to that song on Spotify and everything else like that. Look for Cinder, look for the Main Event Talk podcast, and so much more. So ladies and gentlemen, I am out of here, and I will see you next week on the anniversary show of the Main Event Talk Podcast on Main Event Mondo Michelle Day on July 16th. It's gonna be the fucking shit. So guys, take it easy, and I will see you next week on the anniversary show of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can, and I want to, any questions, enough said. (laughs) you <laughs>